Fellas, say goodbye to Chuck Sherman the boy. I am now a man. I highly recommend you join the club. We are doing the wild thing all night. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Sherman. Sherman, I could build this food. Is that all you gonna eat? General Sherman realized and understood the importance of house music. So, do you know anything about techno? No. Listen. Get it on. Yo, yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the brand new episode of Sherm in the Booth. I'm, of course, your host, Sherm. Today is Wednesday, November 13th, 29. This is episode 89089. I am very, very excited to share this one with you. This episode features one of my favorite DJs in Chicago, but he is bigger than Chicago, ladies and gentlemen. This guy is gonna be worldwide. He goes by the name of Apollo XO. Apollo XO, he is so talented, guys, on every single level when it comes to production, when it comes to live DJing, when it comes to branding. I absolutely love everything he's doing. We did this interview live at a shoe store called Koyo in Lincoln Park. Shout out to everybody at Koyo. Such an awesome environment. But this episode, guys, it was so awesome to be able to sit down and talk to him about everything he's done. He's young in the game, but he works like a veteran. His most recent song, Work, basically describes his entire motto, which is to outwork everybody else and have fun while doing it. I had so much fun in this one, and I'm so excited for you guys to hear this interview. For any DJs that are up and coming in the game, make sure to turn it up and get out a notepad because he dishes out some real knowledge. Let's get into it right now, guys. Episode 89 with Apollo XO. Oh, we're live. You got a box of water there? Good for the environment, man. Thank you for doing a service to the community. Yeah, that's good. Well, Apollo XO, what's up, man? What's up, dude? How are you? I'm good, man. We're in Koyo right now. Yeah. Shout out, Koyo. I like these shoes. Yeah, dude. I might have to fucking... I might have to pick a pair up. I'll see what I can do. I'm looking around and definitely uh, liking some of these brand these styles. It's cool, man. I mean, I've always been into off-brand sort of that are higher quality. I mean, have you heard heard of Youth Machine before? I haven't. Exactly. See, but it's like I it's like all I wear, you know. I have so many different Youth Machine clothes, but uh, we wanted to do this interview here with you, man, because. I just think you're gonna be such. You are a huge talent, and this is just a special place to do it, brother. So I'm happy to have you blush, on. Dude. I've looked up to you for a while. I remember the first time I met you in person was at uh, Paris. R.I.P. Is that reopening? Damn, uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. Um, I think they're supposed to open as a new club called Dance Studio. Yeah, um, I'm that's not sure what been rumored for a while. Thing. But man, you, that was a while ago, bro. Yeah, bro, that was like. Um, I think it was probably two years ago, maybe, because it was Christmas time. Because I played some private event yeah and then you came on after and i was like oh shit all right i'm hanging around i got a fucking <laughs> bird's eye view right now and you were so awesome you said yeah go get some go get some shots of tequila on the bar i was like all right and i was still kind of you know coming up at that point yeah. and you know i was just like i remember right after that i saw my girlfriend i was like man i just met apollo he was so fucking dope like i've seen him dj and i was like fanboying for a second but it's awesome to see how far you've come man Thanks, man. I appreciate it. It's always weird when people like say stuff like that to me because I'm like, dude, I'm just another DJ, man. For like, sure, man. Know? But I mean, your productions are amazing. I was Thank listening you. through them all today. I feel like you've really come into your own in terms of everything, your branding, your music, your musical style. I mean, I, when I first saw you at stuff like that, you weren't dropping as much house music, I guess. No. And now these days, I mean, I see you pumping techno at Concrete Cowboy. 
What's changed for you in the past <laughs> year musically? Um, man, I think that I've really just uh, found my lane. And like, I'm an open format DJ, but right. I'm not, I don't really play a lot of hip hop anymore. That is definitely the thing that's changed. Yeah, um, for sure. Not a lot of hip hop, but um, I've realize that when you're good at okay when you're a good dj bro you mm. can play whatever you want like True. two weeks ago i played john denver take me home <laughs> like <laughs> in the really? middle of my club set. oh that probably went so and, well and then and then i dropped old town road after it yeah but you know what i'm saying like yeah. being able to take risks and stuff like that is super fun bro for you know? sure like, and if you're not doing that and you're just getting up there and and playing all the hits and not like risking the dance floor mm -hmm. like taking calculated risk for sure for but, sure you know but, yeah but if you're not like risking something and you're just playing the same thing all the time like it gets boring yeah did you feel like that happened because in the past year you've let's say eclipsed maybe the same type of gigs that you were playing not to say that the concrete cowboys and you know the whatever the parlays of the world aren't exciting yeah. for you but you kind of want to challenge yourself it seems like um yeah that was part of it too and like a lot of it is um Chicago is the demo ground for a mm -hmm. lot of this too because mm -hmm. like our our city is the hardest city to DJ in, bro. Dude. Like it is one hundred percent the hardest city to DJ in it that is. that I've played in, in the US for yeah, sure. Yeah, and I've yeah. played everywhere at this point. Yeah. Uh, I mean I haven't played all the biggest clubs, but I've played like all the clubs that would be like, All right, you're never coming back to this bitch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know? Yeah. So like Chicago is for sure the city that'll be like, Yeah, nah, bro, like we don't want you. Not good enough. Yeah. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. So it's definitely like the testing ground for like transitions or just like even song selection sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it's also just like, hey, will this work? And you know, oh, if they met, if they fuck with this, I like this song that yeah. I think goes with this. So yeah. let me play this next and see uh -huh. if they like it, you know? So it's, yeah. it's, it's, that's what it is, bro. It's, it's having fun with it. Mm -hmm. When it becomes a job, then it gets boring and you don't want to do it. For sure. And, like, it's it's muscle memory to a certain extent like with the brain i totally know what you mean yeah. in the beginning when i started op doing open format djs i was like all right i just got to go at it you know and mm -hmm. you got to do of course what the crowd i always like to say what they didn't know they wanted which is exactly. kind of the name of the yeah. game i think that's what is different about chicago djs is we do take those risks and when i've been to other places to see open format djs in new york and los angeles just let's just say i feel like they're not taking risks i feel like i'm listening to the radio but Gene Ferris actually said it best. He said, if you can cut your teeth in Chicago, you can do it anywhere. Yeah, bro, that's so real. It's so real. I mean, I went and lived in L.A. for three months uh, last winter. Yeah. Um, and that's really where I honed, like, a lot of my production. I was just, like, watching YouTube tutorial after YouTube tutorial. That's, like, YouTube all you were doing when I was following you on Insta. It was just, like, in the studio, in the studio, yeah, in the studio. Like, yeah. Coming back to Chicago, back to L.A., yeah. in the studio. Yeah, and, like, I was DJing out there, but I wasn't DJing the same way I was here. Really? Where be, before I, so in the months leading up to that, I knew I was going to go to LA. So I was like, just like blowing it out here like seven yeah. days a week. I was like, <laughs> I just need to stack this money. Um, which I'm so thankful that like all like the promoters in the clubs were like letting me do like come in, you know, and they were like letting me do that every week, mm -hmm. which is super cool. Sure. Um, but when I went to LA, I started playing and I was like, this is not way like because la is not like la is straight hip-hop bro and yeah. all their big clubs and like and most of the people stand around and they're like yo look at my new audemars 
saying? Like, who can buy the most bottles? And, like, that's cool, too, but, like, the, there's not a whole lot of, like, party. The after, or, like, the parties happen at the after parties out there, you know, right. like, the house parties and stuff like that. Um, and I feel like unless you're a big artist or, like, an artist with a name, like, Wax Motif or, like, something like that, sure. you're not really playing the house clubs like that. Right. Because, you know, they have, like, uh, what is it? Sound and Academy, and they have great venues there. Yeah, all all their electronic venues out there are phenomenal. Mm. But you're not just gonna move from Chicago and play those. No, venues. unless you're like homies with the owner, like you know what I'm saying. Like, didn't Nathan Scott like move out there and something along those lines? I mean, it's just like it's hard to compete. Yeah, it's it's definitely. Uh, I wouldn't say it's hard to compete. Mm -hmm. It's just totally different okay out there than it is here yeah well you know said what I'm absolutely because, um man i don't even know how to explain it i feel like it's you just the easiest way to explain it is it's all hip-hop and i don't <laughs> want to play all hip-hop like yeah that, there there are clubs though that will let you go in and if you know what you're doing and you're like oh well let me throw in some house here like sure. let me throw in some reggaeton like that's right. cool you know what right, I'm right, right right as you're not banging on techno for like four hours and they're like <laughs> do whatever as long as you keep people here and keep people spending money like. yeah absolutely i think the two the big difference that i've come to learn i have a lot of friends who live in la and they've come to visit in chicago and i dj and you know we can go to maybe four or five places in a night in chicago start at nine go to another place at 11 one three o'clock afters la just because of how many people live there and all the options you basically yeah. got one chance with the crowd yeah you know what i mean yeah, yeah. i mean i'm glad you're repping chicago you are you from michigan though I'm from Michigan, yeah. Where in Michigan? Uh, so I grew up in Detroit, but okay. uh, I moved to Kalamazoo when I was like a freshman in high school. Okay. And then I moved from Kalamazoo to here in 2000, and actually December 6, 2014, so I've almost been here for five years. Holy shit. Yeah. It's crazy to think, like I haven't even been here for five years. I haven't lived here for five years. That's Dude, wild. I'm going into my senior year of Chicago, I'm calling it. <laughs> yeah, that's what it feels like, you yeah. know? You still got D-Town in your blood, though? Uh, I mean, I don't really go back there a lot, man. Cause yeah. It, yeah, it was like when I was younger, so. For sure. Uh, I feel like Chicago's home for me now. Yeah. Not to say that, like, I won't tell people that, like, I'm, I am from Michigan, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm of course. Born and raised a Michigan kid, for sure. <laughs> but um, I'm definitely Chicago now, you know. For sure. When did uh, music come into your life, then? Uh, when I was in, like, elementary school. I played the drums. Really? Um, yeah, and I was okay. on the drum line in high school for a little bit, and Shit. then I was like, man, I want to go to the Olympics, so I started running track and playing football, and then I was like, I don't know about <laughs> this. said, fuck maybe. the drums, I want to go to the Olympics? Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe, because, yeah, that was my thing, like, I was, like, doing pretty well in track, and, um... Mm -hmm. so, what were you running in track? Uh, I was running the 100, and then the 200, and the 4x1. Shit. Yeah, so... Yeah, those are probably the toughest... Olympic yeah. competition. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the fastest people <laughs> yeah. alive. Um, but I was like going to track camps and. Um, mm -hmm. That's cool. There was a kid from my school at the time who was getting like major looks from almost every college in the country, and uh, so they were like scouting other people from the team too. Sure. And uh, so I was like, man, I can do this. Like, yeah. Dude, you can do anything. You can put your mind to. Absolutely. And then, um, <laughs> and then uh, my friend gave me a copy of Reason, because I was like, I kind of want to try my hand at making beats too on the side and then okay. like from there it was just like all right cool I'm a producer now <laughs> and so I started with producing I didn't even start with DJing and then like I think a, like a year later um my junior year of high school is when I like got into DJing started dabbling with it and then my senior year is when I was like 
all right, cool. I'm going to stop playing sports, just start DJing. Really? Yeah. Were your parents supportive of everything you did? Yeah. Uh, my That's parents awesome. bought me my first controller. It was a Newmark Mixtrack Pro. Yeah, my mom bought me my yeah. first mixer, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my mom always says, she's like, we learned how to read lips from the TV pretty quickly because I just played my music loud as fuck all the time. <laughs> um, That's awesome. Yeah, no, they were, they've been really supportive. Um, there was a minute when I moved to Chicago that I think they thought it was a phase. Yeah. And then they realized, I think within like the last year or two, um, they kind of realized that it's, it is actually more of like a career now. Right. It's like my life. Yeah. Actually. Cause like a lot of, I don't think a lot of people look at DJing as, Oh, you're just like a DJ. You know what I'm saying? Like right. you go play music at the club on weekends, but it's really more like a lifestyle Yeah. when you want to take it to the next level. Like I'm trying to play fucking festivals and yeah. be in a different country every fucking day. If Love I could, that. you know, absolutely. And that's when you have to treat it like a lifestyle. It's not just a job. When did you get that mindset in your head? Uh, that it had to be like that? That this is my goal, I'm gonna do whatever it takes. Uh, I think when I made the move to Chicago, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like you moved here to DJ? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I moved, so I moved here with the goal of actually doing everything that I do now. It's funny, cause I was like, I was literally like in the shower the other day. You know how you, like you're in the shower and you're just thinking about Absolutely. shit? Absolutely. And you're like, damn, like, <laughs> I have this to do, I have this to do, but then sometimes you, like, reflect, and I was like, yeah, damn, it's been almost five years since I moved to Chicago, and within that five years, I've literally done everything that I remember sitting and being like, all right, cool, like, I want to leave the studio, mm -hmm. go rock a club, crush it, and then <laughs> do that maybe, like, three times a week, four times a week, yeah. and there was a point in me living here that I was doing, like, two to three clubs a night, three times a week you know and Jesus now I'm like flying around doing stuff and it's like yeah. I'm not by any means Diplo or DJ Snake but I've like I've surpassed that goal that I had set for myself when I moved to Chicago you know what I'm yeah saying? it's time to set new goals yeah, exactly. right you you set them and then what do fucking DJ and Diplo do they reach yeah. their goals and they keep going exactly. speaking of Diplo he's playing a stagecoach I mean <laughs> What the hell? It's amazing. But are is, are those two your inspirations then? Uh yeah, I would say I would say they they are the people that I can look at and be like, all right, cool, that's where I want to be. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Like Vegas DJ touring around the world, making incredible music. Yeah, you're making club beats right now. Do you see yourself making radio friendly music, so to speak? Even though house music is becoming radio friendly. Yeah, I think uh, so. Jesse. My manager. What up, Jesse? Uh, Got a white claw? Oh, I like this guy. Jesse, Je Dude, Jesse <laughs> right. loves those fucking... Hey, white claw. Dude, is that Mango? Yeah. yeah. All right, so... <laughs> so, uh, do you know Evelina? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So she... I was Queen. telling her one time, I was like, dude, like, I need somebody who can, like, help me manage and, like, do things and, like, you know, just, like, help me with the overall business side. The busy work, all me. that, yeah. Like, all that. And she's like, yo... I got this really cool dude. Uh, you should meet him. His name's Jesse. And I was like, I don't know. It sounds like a girl's name. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I didn't say that. But um, no, she was like, you should meet him, whatever. So I was like, dude, hook us up. Totally. Yeah. And literally, we met on a Sunday. He spent the next like eight days at my house with this other artist that um, he also manages named Josh Arcee. Mm -hmm. And me and Josh have made like two, three songs together so far that are probably radio. 
uh, playable. Okay. So it's definitely like I always want to have the club side for sure. Right. But yeah, I definitely want to make radio hits for sure. Like yeah, and not even radio hits from the sense of like oh I want to make like Calvin Harris like radio hits like I, right. I want to still change radio and like be like super different. Yeah. Like, radio shit like how I do in the club. But absolutely. Yeah, radio stuff for sure. It's so important. Like even if you look at Calvin Harris, man, when he was making shit before. 18 months you know when he was in his weird face he's really always just been himself really at the end of the day and guys like diplo and dj snake too Mm -hmm. i think about someone like ac slater you know he just brought a night based festival to chicago and he put out a tweet that i saw that said five years ago i was by myself developing a business plan to bring this type of music to the world if you just stay in your lane and you focus on what you're good at and what you love Mm -hmm. it will eventually happen if you believe in yourself other people will see that so I, I totally agree. It's Dude, it's crazy though. You, I think one of the things though that people don't say often enough is like what you just said. Like as long as you like believe in yourself, mm-hmm. like, you can believe in yourself all that you fucking want to believe in yourself yeah. though too. But you still have to fucking work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, you still oh, have yeah. to put like you have to put in the work. That's literally why I just made that song work. <laughs> I know? love like, that. It, it's literally <laughs> like everybody's like oh i want to do this i want to do that and it's like all right well like what are you doing to do that like Mm -hmm. what are you doing to get from a to b that's cool you have the idea but the idea isn't just gonna fucking plant itself and sprout into a tree bro like yeah it's like the people who have big ideas in the club you don't hear from them ever again (laughs) i hate those people right and like whisper yo bro let's let's you know what hey bro you know what i mean bro bro i got this track i gotta send it to you breath out of my ear yo please get out of my way but you bring up a good point and it's there's a big difference between drive and ambition a lot of people are ambitious in life a lot of people say this is what i want to do but they're not willing to put in the work yeah. there's one secret to success it's outwork every other motherfucker that's doing it yeah and if you don't love it if you you know like you said you don't you're not going to make a song so that it's popular on the radio you're going to make a song because it's apollo xo and if it gets big that's great yeah and that makes me think of somebody you know steve gerard right that's my guy. I love That Steve. guy is the fucking definition of what we're talking about I right love here. Steve. When I interviewed him, <laughs> he was basically like, you know, I, he oh, he's just an insane producer. Have you been to a studio mm-hmm. before? Yeah. Yeah. So Steve actually um, is the one who told me. Um, so I showed Steve work. Like, okay. Five or six months ago. Okay. And uh, he was like, this fucking sucks. Go back. <laughs> redo it. Yeah, it sounds like And it. really, yeah. he was just like, it needs more percussions and shit like that. So when you right. listen to it, like all the percussion that's like panning around yeah. everywhere, I was like, fuck you, Steve. Dude. Like, he gives you, the, gives you the no, straight he's facts. Though. He is great. He's great. He's great. But he, he was like, you know, I'm making music. I enjoy this so much. I'm happy with where I'm at. If something hits, it hits. If it doesn't, I'm still me. Exactly. And... Yeah. I think that's another thing about Chicago, too, is it's not like L.A. or New York. No one's trying to get big for other people. They're doing it for themselves. Yeah. But, I would agree. Yeah. I mean, you've come such a long way in a short period of time. I mean, you just headlined Tao, right? You're playing regular spots over in Chicago, L.A., Cleveland, pretty often, too, New York. Have you played down in Miami as well? I have. Uh, I played a wall last December. Yeah, last December. Yeah, last December. I just hit my agent, Sujit. And I was like, hey, can I get another wall date before the year ends? And he was like, bro, I have 50 DJs asking me for wall dates. I have to rotate everybody fairly. <laughs> and I was, like, I was like, all right, bro. T- At least he rotates and it's yeah, not yeah, like yeah, yeah. No. who you know or whatever. Mm-hmm. What's been kind of the secret to your success for getting to this point? I mean, has it been all the work? Have you done something differently than the rest? What do you think it's been? 
Bro, I think it's, I think it's been, yeah, the work, man. Like, just work. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I you practice know, like, a lot. It's your full time job. What's your What's your day to day like usually? And how do you get up in the morning after you DJ all the time? By the way, <laughs> you nocturnal. Uh, he doesn't. Oh, manager, manager will take that one. <laughs> um. Okay. So my, so my day to day looks like it depends on really what day it is. So like. Sundays, Mondays, and Tuesdays are gaming days. Okay. Yeah, so, you do play a lot of video games. Yeah, yep. They're gaming days. I've been I played throughout the week too, just to keep sharp. But sure. Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, me, that fucking guy over there, yeah, and then the artist I told you about, Josh, and then like Dude, a you guys few, are three peas in a pod. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a few, a few other of my friends. Um, we all game Sunday through uh, like Tuesday. Xbox, Sunday, right? Tuesday. Xbox, yeah. I was thinking about moving to PC, and then I went and got a mouse and a keyboard just to try it out mm -hmm. with my, like, Xbox and yeah. see how it was playing on PC. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that, dude. I'm running yeah. around in Call of Duty, like, trying. I'm, like, not even running around. I'm, like, trying to run around in Call it of up, Duty. Looking up, looking down, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. move my mouse around. Right. My mouse is just, like, whirling me around. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, Sundays, Mondays, Tuesdays, sometimes Wednesdays are, like, gaming and then, like random beat making and sure. just like random stuff whatever i have to do um wednesdays now i have the live stream every right. wednesday the apollo's house yeah um so which is awesome i really try not to do anything else during uh the day except for like collect all the music that i've gathered put it in like a, a crate in serato and right. kind of fairly map out what i want to do with it you know because like right. i've never been the type of person that is like okay cool i'm gonna play this song first this song second and like map the whole set that goes wrong usually yeah especially yeah. if you're in a club you know especially I mean, it, it, if you're in a club it's fine to do it if you're like making a like a mix you know a mix a festival but, set even sometimes exactly yeah, yeah. yeah but um i've just still never been one to even do that um mm -hmm. so i just kind of like get a fair idea of what i'm doing with that and then do that wednesday night um and then thursday friday saturday are studio and gig days really i mean mm -hmm. i'm in the studio literally all week mm -hmm. um but those are the days that we probably do like sessions and stuff like that or like for get sure. ready for the weekend you got a studio here in chicago then i have one in my house now nice yeah. where were you doing it before you were going to uh, um so like me music and, garage or something so me and luca used to share a studio. hell yeah so, oh yeah he mentioned that yeah, actually Luca's like one of my best friends at fort knox so, yep. was it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he gave me your phone number actually for this interview. Luca. Shout out, Luca. <laughs> yeah. It's actually funny because I was on FaceTime with him when you like text me, and I was like, oh, Sherm sure, text me. He was like, he's going to hit you up to do the podcast. And Dude, I was like, oh, that's yes. awesome. Yes. I fucking love him. <laughs> Luca's awesome. Yeah, he's the fucking man. Dude, that's, um, I mean, seriously though, like, you've you've taken to the next level with the music production stuff. Thanks, bro. Do you, I mean, what, what's your studio like? I mean, you beef it up. Are you simplify guy? I mean, I just interviewed Birthday Party, and they didn't have that much for, like, I guess their quality productions, but they brought up a good point, which is you don't need that much these days. No. You can make a, a hit, a Beatport Top 10 hit on your laptop with no MIDI controller, with no Wi-Fi, Dude, you know? Have you ever heard a Michael BB track, bro? It's literally Dude. a kick and a fucking sub bass. It's so <laughs> good about that, that shit, man. man. It's literally, like, three <laughs> sounds in the whole song. Um, they're but, so good. No, no, they they yeah. are phenomenal though. He he definitely has mastered that that 
like three or, or like ten sound maximum. He's insane. That he does. Him and Martin Aiken are like yeah, yeah. They're, they're really crazy. right there on their own thing. But um, no man, I I don't really have. I have like a machine that mm-hmm. I never use. Because <laughs> um, it has it's such a learning curve on it that it's essentially you're learning a new piece of software. You absolutely and I'm like are. still figuring shit out in Ableton. So I was like, right. let me figure Ableton out completely before right. I add more stuff. Absolutely. And then I have a uh, a Native Instruments uh, MK2, like the 61 key. Okay. And then I just bought a pair of Genelex and a Genelex sub. Mm-hmm. And gotta uh, have a sub in the studio. Yeah, my especially neighbor, for house. My neighbors fucking hate it though. Are you above or below? I'm above them. I'm oh on the top yeah. Floor. Have you introduced yourself, or yeah. you've introduced yourself yeah. through your ba- through yeah, your they, well, they call beats. my they call my landlord. Oh shit! Um, and then Manager, my landlord, bro, you gotta you gotta do something about and that. And then my land, he was there. He, oh, he was shit. <laughs> yeah, he's the one that ran into him. Well, who are they? I don't know. I don't People want, who don't like house music. I don't want to talk to them. Yeah, I understand. No. <laughs> so this is a whole situation, bro. Every time somebody asks me about this. Okay, so. Give it to me. So when they were moving in, so me and my girlfriend lived together. And, okay. And um, when I was in, I think, L.A. when they were moving in, and we had not had neighbors under us for like two months at okay. this point. So we were like doing whatever we wanted. Yeah. Like, you know, whenever. And um, so she met them on the way out whatever and she's like hey just so you guys know he's a dj he plays music during the day Mm -hmm. and sometimes at night it's usually not that loud whatever if you need anything from us let us know and they're like okay cool you know right right right. perfect and the dude was like oh well i guess we'll compete like whatever and i was like i have studio monitors yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, so no so we're sitting in the studio working this is like two weeks ago maybe three weeks ago and uh all of a sudden, Roxy comes in and she's like, hey, you have to turn it down or you have to shut the bass off because the neighbor, like the landlord just called and said the neighbors complained. And I was like, it took them more time to get on the phone and call him than it would have yeah. them coming upstairs to just be like, hey, not, can you turn it down real quick? Like, you know, like, God bro, co- just come upstairs. Don't call the fucking police bro Dude, like people are so police, afraid to confront but, people these days yeah and like i would have been like oh yeah for sure here's my number but now i'm just like yo fuck you guys yeah like, you're in the dark yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, now you're getting no now rocky has got to deal with now that you shit get no love god it, yeah. it, it's always the thing that just absolutely yeah. ruins <laughs> noise complaints is well yeah. causes noise complaints, i mean I say, subwoofers now what i'm doing is i'm just about to get a well a, I'm looking for, I'm looking to buy a house now. Okay. Um, so that completely alleviates that problem. But yeah. for the meantime, what I'm say gonna so. do, yeah, for the meantime, what I'm going to do is, um, I'm going to rip up the carpet and put down mass loaded vinyl and then re-carpet it back over because okay. mass loaded vinyl, uh, essentially catches all the, like the reverb or not the reverb, the vibration Okay. and like all the sound it's used for soundproofing. Um, and my landlord said I could do it. So. Fuck yeah. yeah. Just soundproof the room. That's necessary. Yeah, it's only like 200 bucks to get it to, so. Sound treatment is necessary. Cheap. It's cheaper than a, a ticket. Uh, disturbing the Peace ticket, for sure. How much is Disturbing the Peace ticket? I don't know, but it's probably expensive after Is that, that a real fucking thing, Disturbing the Peace? Yeah, fuck yeah. You get those, right? That's, that's the thing. Right? Yeah, it's here. That's yeah. not, oh, I'm first in line for that, I feel like. How has that not happened to me already? <laughs> I mean, dude, I mean, we've been super respectful. 
uh, to them since. Yeah, we're nice guys at the end yeah, of the day, yeah. right? I, I don't want people to watch this and be like, damn, he's a fucking dick. So, like, no, like, well, he's we, cool, he's we, cool we, guy, he's uh, cool guy, he's cool guy. No, nice we've guy. been, we've been very, uh, very, uh, conscious of the noise level. Now. For sure. Well, thank you again on, on behalf of the city of Chicago for being <laughs> but, conscious uh, of that. No, no, so getting back to the equipment, yeah. you, know, you don't need a Moog one or a, you know, a Juno you know, you don't need to drop thousands of thousands yeah. of dollars to do things. You really just need a good laptop. It's true, man. It's it's however you. It's like almost like saying it's how you were raised. It's how you started making music. Like yeah. Travis Scott is is my favorite rapper, and he cannot work in one of those big studios because there's too many distractions. So he fucking goes in the corner, puts a blanket over his head, and records through a mic. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I guess it's how you're raised. Everybody's yeah. got their own style. You don't need all the gadgets. That's I don't need it. Yeah. yeah, especially when you look at people like. Um, so Luca put me on to uh, uh, Burial. Okay. Burial. Yeah. Yeah. I, he mentioned I hadn't that. Heard of him until Luca put me on it. So then I started doing some research, and uh, that dude doesn't even make music on a like a DAW made for making music necessarily it's like it doesn't have a grid there's no like that's why it feels like so human that's why it feels like everything's played live yeah you know because it's it's literally all about what you're comfortable with yeah authenticity you want to beatbox it into a four track and yeah, yeah. You, know, you can do that yeah <laughs> do, do it timbaland style <laughs> of course man well i want to give you a shout out on your music you've had remixes ariana grande seven rings dj snake enzo there's dj snake right there mm -hmm. isn't it You've collabed with uh, Drew Function, great track, man. All Night with Cam Nash, Original Cup Shapes, personal favorite. Really? Personal favorite. I, I, dude, Cup I Shapes? I liked it. I liked it. Although, okay, all right, work is better. Work <laughs> I, is better, but. I feel like Cut Shapes is my song that, like, I feel like every artist has the a project or two that they look back on and they're like, oh, man, really yeah. jumped the gun on that one. I definitely I like have that about every song I've made. So, yeah. I <laughs> nah, I mean, so cut it's out there. I like it. Cut, cut Shapes was something I made. And um, it was, I was working with this other DJ at the time. Um, I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's from, you, do you know Smoke Ono? Mm, the producer from the Chicago. He yeah, made yeah. Hot Shower for Chance. And you yes, yeah. yes. So, <clears throat> he has an older brother named Kyle. And uh, me and Kyle are pretty close. We're homies. Mm -hmm. And um, so, I was like hanging out with him at the time. And uh, I would send him like projects and stuff that I was like working on, and I crank cut shapes out in like a day almost. Really? Yeah, like almost a day. Like I, I really, really finished it and fine tuned it within the week, but it was done within a day, and um, fine tuned it for you know what it was then. Sure, of um, course. And he was like, "Yo, dude, you should drop this." And I was like, "Really? You think it's that good?" And he was like. Just fucking drop it bro just get like, rid of it yeah just yeah get just done. drop it like yeah. why why sit on it yeah know? and um so i did and now i hate it <laughs> no, i don't i don't hate it it's just it's just my least favorite track that i put out but you, you know? you've learned from it you'll go back yeah, every time sure. you make a song yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why like i actually uh up until my most recent release which is a collaboration with flanino shout out flanino yeah i just wasn't like that confident was and i was just like banger dude he's a banger dude he's making some fucking insane yeah. music but he really brought me to a new level of me just kind of like looking at music differently mm -hmm. and i like what's the difference between you like do you prefer a remix a collab an original 
what goes through your head? Does it just kind of just start somewhere? Um, so usually what happens is sometimes I'll try to make a remix, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I'll be like, damn, like this is super dope. Yeah. And then I'll be like, wait, why am I remixing this? I can't even release this. Like, <laughs> fucking making an original. Yeah. Um, so that's why I don't do a whole lot of remixes. My goal is that I want to do a remix a month, but it really Fish depends on something. if I like, you know, like if I want to release as original or right. a remix. Because right. like Enzo, I just released that because I didn't like Mala's version. His version like wasn't dirty enough for me. Like, it wasn't like... Yeah bass house enough for me for so sure i was like fuck it i'll just do it myself yeah you should tell mala that <laughs> <laughs> i agree with you though yeah. actually do you feel like you found your sound then after work you getting there uh yeah yeah i think i'm i don't think anybody ever necessarily finds their sound i think mm-hmm. they have they've uh honed a sound for a meantime and yeah. i think that is different with every track because while I've put out three house songs and a mid-tempo, I'm dropping a song in a month that's a reggaeton song. Okay. And a mo- like a Moomaton song. Hell and yeah. then we have like a festival R&B song. Festival R&B? We the festival R&B song. Fuck yeah. And then uh, we were listening to this new hip-hop track that we're working on on the way over here and another Spanish song. So it's like, really it's like whatever you're doing at that time, have you honed in on the you know your skill to be able to create that i don't think anybody ever necessarily like finds their sound i totally unless agree. you're michael bb and you make the same style of music all the time <laughs> and that's not sh- that's not a shade to him i just yeah. don't want to be the the dj or the producer that's like oh this sounds like his last track you know what i'm saying or like i don't ever want to be that you know it, yeah. it's cool to be like oh, well, I can tell Apollo produced that because here's, like, he usually does this style of thing. Yeah. And I think I do, I am developing certain um, techniques or sounds that I use. Mm-hmm. I think I'm developing those, but I don't think it, I guess if you want to call that a sound, you can. Yeah. Like how Pharrell does that four, uh, oh, like that yeah. four loop or that four beat repeat. Signature. Yeah, like his yeah. signature yeah. style, yeah. Absolutely. I yeah. think someone that reminds me of what you said is Alesso, you know, he blew up off years and in my mind and mm-hmm. all that shit. And someone like almost like TSO, I don't know how much he's making his music necessarily, but <laughs> if you want to get big and stay big, you got to be with the times. Steve Aoki's, yeah. and these are superstars, obviously. Yeah. But look at Alesso's most recent track. It's House. Like the drop is House. And he plays House and Diplo too. They play House at Vegas. Yeah. And it's just like that's the times right now. But House has always been going up like this. Oh yeah, dude. House is house is gonna be forever, bro. Mm-hmm. House is a religion. Dude, it is. Yeah, it dude. is. It absolutely is. It's been awesome to see kind of the rise of Chami and Chris Lake and Mala to yeah. the main stages. I always bring up my brother is three years younger than me, so he came to Chicago a year ago and I remember I went back to their frat to DJ one time, you know, ready with all the what I thought might be of the times frat bangers. Uh-huh. They were all requesting Mala and Chami and shit. Yeah, dude. And I was like, yo, yeah. I almost times w- are changing. I was I almost wish I was like doing college raves and shit like that now because <laughs> I would be throwing like, bro, like people really don't. Like going back to it, people really don't see me as a house DJ, but I'm a like I'm dirtier than some of the house DJs that are like actually yeah, house DJs. Absolutely. It, you know? So like throwing down a house set is my favorite thing to do. That's why that's why I started Apollo's house. Mm-hmm. Like doing that on Wednesday. It's like a release for you almost. Yeah, it's like a release and it keeps me like fresh on like all the stuff I have and like I really try not to play um the same like records every week. Mm-hmm. Like obviously I'm gonna play my stuff. 
Right. Um, and like, if there's a song I really, really like, that like I'm addicted, I get addicted to songs. Same. Like, and it's really bad. Like, I'll listen to a song like a "Cruel" by uh -huh. Jax Jones. Dude, you can ask my girlfriend. I've listened to that song probably like 20 times in a row before. For just sure. Right just over listen. and over and over. Yeah, because like I'm not only listening to the song, but I'm listening to everything in the song. Mm -hmm. Like. I'm listening to the way the vocals come in, like the way everything is mixed and EQ'd and like, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to like make the sound in my head. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, I get addicted to like listening to sound songs, sorry. Do you feel like as a producer, you listen to music differently now too? Uh, Since you've gotten deeper into it maybe? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've always listened to um, uh, the way songs are presented Mm -hmm. or, you know what I'm saying? Like the overall theatrics of a song. Okay. Like how the vocals come in or like if they're like super wide and like the super. structure of it. Yeah, yeah, structure of it. Like that's always what I've listened to since I was a kid. Like okay. a lot of people are like, oh, I just like grew up listening to music and I was just in love with it. And I was right. like, I wasn't necessarily like listening to music for that. I was yeah. listening to like the actual structure of it. Right. And like that type of stuff. Right. I, I Dude, I totally agree. I... I uh, was raised kind of on rock and roll and Bruce Springsteen and stuff. And something that I realized innately years later was that I loved bass the most. Really? I loved bass lines. And everybody yeah. doesn't even give any credit to bassists unless it's a bass line, like Under Pressure, something like that, you know, wow. Queen. And bass now... Bass are the unsung hero of... 100%. Music, yeah. The offensive lineman of, of <laughs> yeah. music. Yeah, bass yeah, lines yeah. are the offensive linemen of, of all music. That's a really good way to put that. Dude, if you took any song that has bass in it and removed it, it would lose everything about it. Because yeah. music, what I, re what I realized too is, you know, once I started going to festivals was the feeling that it gave me. And that was the live experience. That was mm -hmm. the speakers. Going to the festival for the first time, any festival, is, it's life-changing. Yeah. What was your first festival? Oh, uh, dude. My first festival, it was so great. Um, it was the year Tiesto closed out Spring Awakening at Soldier Field. Yeah, I think I was there too. Yeah, so my friend, he he like scraped the website, the Spring Awakening website, for I don't know how he did this, bro, but he like made press passes, like just off, like the stuff that they have on the website. I don't know how he Are did it. Are you kidding? I have no clue. Um, <laughs> but anyways, he was like, "Yo, pull up, I'll get you in." So I went. And uh, it was my first festival experience ever, and I saw... You were backstage Zed. and shit? No, 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 I wasn't backstage. We were out in the crowd. You just got um, in for Yeah, I just yeah. got in, yeah. yeah. Um, but we were out in the crowd. I was probably, like, mm, 50 yards from the stage, and uh, just, like, in the middle of this sea of people. Mm -hmm. And I saw Zed's Dead, and then Tiesto closed out. Yeah, I definitely was there. Yeah. Spring Awakening and that's sort the, of that's actually the first time I ever heard Lost You by uh, Zed's Dead. And oh. it was like instantly I was like, something about I want to make shit like this. Something about this bass music. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Zed's Dead, baby. They were one of the first electronic shows I ever saw, too. And it's been crazy to see their rise. I saw them as a freshman in college. That's another example. People that have just stayed in their lane, man, and now yeah. they're selling out two nights of Red Rocks every single year, yeah. doing their thing. <clears throat> I think uh, I really like the story. You were t saying uh, the rise of like Chris Lake. I really like the story that he posted about Stay Stay With Me. Mm -hmm. that song yeah, that, that was it, so like, cool. His wife recorded that. Yeah, vocal. yeah, yeah. That's so sick. I was like, oh, that's so dope. It is dope. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, that, that shit, man, that like you sometimes just don't know if it's gonna be big when you release it and i haven't had the experience but just yeah. hearing other popular djs that have 
said, I don't know about this one. Yeah. You just got to put it out. Cross it off the list. <clears throat> get it out. I what? think quality and quantity is important, but you yeah. got to keep your mind clear when it comes to creativity. I agree. It, it was super cool, though, to see, too, when he was, like, in that post. Like, she told him to do that song. Yeah. Like, that she, he should make something yeah. for this moment. And I was like, damn, that's super dope. Yeah. People forget that uh, Chris yeah. Lake made Boneless with, with Steve Aoki. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, right. because it sounds like every two Jamlo track that's come, came out since. Right. For sure. Which is um, crazy. Yeah, I think because uh, Tajamo and... Steve Aoki were like the first two names on that track. Right. You I forgot know. about that until you said it. Dude, honestly. everybody does. Everybody yeah. does. And I, I can't, I think I remembered because I was like, yo, know, fucking, I'm going to play Boneless tonight. And I was <laughs> like, Chris Lake, and this was like a year ago. I was like, God damn, man. Like, this guy's been shooting his shot for a long time and not getting the limelight. Yeah. And now he's probably the biggest house artist in the world right up there with Fisher, you know, in terms of like pop, <clears> like, <throat> popularity at least in the united states now yeah i would say in pop culture yes in pop he is culture the biggest um yeah the biggest uh house yeah uh what do you say house personality yes for now yeah, yeah and yeah. you gotta have personality Fisher's really just a personality bro like he you can't you can't seriously look at me and be like fisher tracks go harder than any <laughs> other tracks coming out i would i'd probably i can't even not laugh you. at you yeah. i would literally probably get up and leave if you yeah, yeah at drop the mic that, i won't say it i promise i don't believe in that um i mean they're they are great tracks but they're uh like losing it is not and like it's a dope track it's cool right yeah sure like the build up and you get to that i'm losing it oh nothing like the for horn like four bars yeah and then after that it's like all right well, and then you're like another minute into the song, and you're like, it's the same thing. Oh, like, I got I have to play on? mashup with that song these days, yeah. or I get anxious. I'm yeah, like, yeah. I got to transition out yeah, of this shit. I'm like, shit. damn, I have to start this next song on the buildup. A hundred percent. hundred percent. And you know, I I, uh, I love Golf Clap, and they posted a picture of they're playing in a club, and it was like songs you cannot play, and it was Fisher losing it. And I was like, okay, <laughs> well, now this is the Despacito of house music, I guess. Yeah, man, I... And I re it's really just because things become popular off memes and Instagram now. That's true. It did and bridge like, a gap, though. It did. It you did, know, for like, sure. All of a sudden, open format DJs are dropping, losing it. True, true. I mean, you were part of this boom. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, the losing it version I play is the all I want for Christmas into losing it. No matter what time of year it is, no matter season. where I'm at. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's I fucking swear awesome. To God. I swear to God. We've been in the club and I've played just middle of the club, reverb out. <laughs> is this true? Oh, uh, Legend. Talk about taking a chance. Because it's so, it's funny, bro. It's 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 like it is. partially troll and then like people partially dope it. as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> because people know and love all I want for Christmas. They think it's funny because it's the middle of fucking summer. Yeah. And then it goes into the <laughs> hottest house song to come out in like what the last two years. You yeah. Know? Like, I just yeah, picture you standing up there smiling, looking at everybody, yeah. like, oh yeah, this is it. That's what I do for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's crazy though. I mean, you you bring up another great point, which is how much has changed in the past decade. Yeah. You know, you played a huge show where I just saw you dropping some big room recently. How did that feel? Oh, dude, I love that, bro. Every, every here time, and there, I agree. Dude, I agree. <laughs> you wanna know what's funny is every time a Gianni Blue comes out to my sets, uh -huh. I, I think Gianni thought I was a hip hop DJ when uh -huh. he first met me. Right. Because every time he sees me now, he's like, 
dude, you're an EDM DJ, bro. <laughs> and I'm like, I know, bro. Like, yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. dude, you, you should be playing festivals. And I'm like, I know, bro. Like, That's This awesome. is what I really want to do. That's awesome. Um, I love playing big room shit, bro. There's no better feeling than standing in front of a crowd of like, it could be 100 people, bro. I, mm-hmm. I don't care. But like playing big room in a massive space is just you feel like you're tiesto it's called big room for a reason yeah exactly it is it is pretty thrilling and that that was like i remember when i really got into electronic music Mm -hmm. i was searching for the biggest big room drops i possibly (laughs) could skip the intro straight to the drop yes like the most hardwell stuff you could now it's kind of like my guilty pleasure yeah i think there's a a a time and a place for it Um, absolutely like you can definitely play it in I play big room in every set, but it is definitely the more known big room. Um, it, it, like, I'm not just gonna play like some dude's big room song that came out yesterday just because it's big room. When it used to be, you know, as long as it's a big room song, you can fucking play it. But yeah. Now it's just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you know, if it's not like you know, booyah or something like that. It's yeah, like, yeah, right, yeah. Well, now you're just like playing random shit. I know that's true, but. It, it, but my question is, we saw all that rise, fall, rise, fall, rhythm, dubstep, trap. Everything's kind of making a, it's a, it's a cyclical process. Yeah. But what do you think the next decade holds? About to be 2020. Mm. I think this like industrial house or like industrial mid-tempo um, sound is going to take over the radio. Um, like he just sent me a song mm-hmm. the other day. Have you heard Miguel's new song Funeral? No, I haven't. It's fucking crazy. We'll play we will literally listen to this song right after. You tell me it's <laughs> industrial tech? No, no, it's like an it's like an industrial mid tempo. Okay. Um but I think that's gonna take over the radio, like that and like that uh Billy Eilish sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and then I think tech house and bass house. And not like the super hard bass house, but almost like the G house bass house is gonna oh, take sure. over dance music. Danceable yes. bass house. Yes. I, yeah, because some bass house is too hard. Like my Enzo remix, that type of bass house, nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> like I can't. Right. Yeah, like I don't even play that remix most of the time unless yeah. I'm unless I'm going like super hard. Right, right, right. Because it, it's a really hard remix. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's just like one bass note like the whole time. Just For like, sure. Ah. I agree. I, I always like to say that I just picture it's going to be more danceable music. Yeah. Dude, these headbangers literally give themselves neck breaks. Like, they're literally breaking their neck and shit. We jumped to Big Room for years. We did the trap. Now I want to go to the festivals and go to these shows in the clubs to dance. You know, jumping. Yeah. I'm, I'm done with jumping, but I'm more ready to dance than ever. And that's yeah. house music, and that's bass house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... I think uh the more disco-y stuff too is gonna be really oh, popular yeah. dude like uh Mercer dude, is right on top you, of what's about to happen yeah you know who i went and saw the other day who literally made me dance the whole night it was felix the house cat how I, was that it was phenomenal shit yeah didn't steve play right before him so, yeah steve steve and don para played before him um <clears throat> james the gm mm-hmm James Brown, I've known him like since I moved here because I used to play at Parliament. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Yo, Felix the Housecat's gonna be in town, come through." Yeah. So I was like, "Bro, oh. 
I'm there. <laughs> I'm there. I was there like an hour early too, so I like kept, caught Steve and uh, Don's set. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they fucking crush it. Like they do. They like you can put them on a flyer, just them, and they're gonna crush the whole night. They crush Absolutely. the whole night, and they're gonna crush it. Um, but yeah, Felix the house cat threw down like a bunch of disco and like '90s shit. Really, like, it was super cool, man. Yeah, the '90s house is really coming back. There's yeah. this techno female DJ that I really like. I don't even heard of Nastia before. <laughs> She's uh, quite the woman. Uh, I would be scared if we were in a room together, just me and her. But she said that techno is getting very repetitive, and she plays a lot of 90s shit now. You know, that really has that a, a feel to it, rather than a, a fuck-me-in-the-face beat. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um... She didn't say fuck-me-in-the-face beat. But that's what <laughs> she would say to me if we were in a room together, and I'd walk out. <laughs> This is fantasy that I'm playing out right now yeah, live. It's, it's yeah. Weird. <laughs> um, no, I actually did see that because I follow her on Instagram. Okay. Yeah, and, you know um, her. All right. So you understand yeah. a little bit. Um. So, I don't know when techno didn't become repetitive. Yeah, I agree. Like tech, the and I'm not an expert on techno because, like I said, I never grew up like being super submersed into one genre of music right. and like being like, okay, cool, I'm gonna own this style. But like from what I've known techno to be, is it's always been the same thing the whole time. You yeah. So why saying? do people like, love it so much then? I mean, it's cool. Like I love it. You know who you know who makes the best techno in my opinion right yeah. now is I O. Yeah. I O. Yeah. I play I O move in or low in every set almost mm -hmm. that song is fucking dope Dude, you know it's like that type of techno where sick. it has like breakdowns and right. like like that type of shit is cool yeah but like the whole fucking like charlotte dewitt just releases remix that is literally just a drum beat the whole time <laughs> and then like a like a pluck and a bass line and i was like are Sweet. you i literally could do like five of these a day yeah like so that her comment didn't make sense to me and i saw a lot of techno people talking shit about her actually because yeah of and and i brought that up because i was confused by it yeah. because she plays that music <laughs> yeah so yeah. it's just like a topic that's come about more because a lot of these djs do play techno in their sets these house djs i yeah. guess so we, we go to movement in detroit i can handle that about once a year okay. all full on you know it's, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. almost like by the end of it i'm like oh, all right I get it's gonna. I'm gonna need another year. Like dude. that. Yeah. Actually, this year I walked out of the festival and I said to Tony, "I go. I don't know if I can do this again next year." <laughs> Four <laughs> months later, he goes, "Tickets go on sale soon." I'm like, "I'm down." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it's interesting, you know. I think, bro, like techno. I've always looked at that side of the music industry and like the DJ scene mm -hmm. as like the people who pay for like sixty dollars salads, bro like you know what i'm saying like that that's literally what they are to me bro they're like wow. snobs that are like yo i mean not all of them so like i don't want people coming for me and being like oh like we're not fucking techno snobs like sure, whatever. Sure. but like a lot of that scene is very like nose in the air like our music's better than yours elitist like, techno elitist yeah like man. techno yeah. elitist and it's like dude no it's fucking not like let's be real bro you yeah. literally have a drum beat at what 130 beats per minute and you've literally put a pluck over it you take the pluck out sometimes and mm -hmm. then you put it back in the only thing that's cool is most of these djs are doing the shit fucking live true that's what's cool you yeah, know what i'm saying yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 
And so, I don't know, dude. Like, I don't want to get too much into it because I don't want techno people to hate me. I love techno, though. I do. Yeah, I sure. do love it. I just don't like the mindset that a lot of people have. Like, I'm going to wear all black. I'm going to be, like, super dark and, like... I agree. It's, 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 it's about the music, and it kind of is lost in a certain sense with, like, again, I feel like I can't say anything without yeah. feeling like, I, maybe okay. we should just switch topics. <laughs> yeah, right. We have yeah, a, maybe off just, camera we'll talk just, about this. Yeah, let's just get but, off But, you know, rounding it out, I think. Steve's going to text me and be like, what Oh, shit. <laughs> Fix it in post, we like to say. <laughs> no, Steve definitely has his opinions about techno. Mm. It's the consistency. It's, it, it's, it's great when you're <laughs> fucked up, but outside of that, um, yeah. I want to ask you, what would be your biggest piece of advice to younger DJs right now trying mm-hmm. to get into the scene? Is it brandability? Is it making your own music? Is it practicing cuts? Be a real fucking person. Yeah. That would be... That Personality. Would be, yeah, that would be one, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Like, be real. Like, don't be a person who's just, like, out here mm-hmm. to, like take 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 from the industry and like yeah. actually put something back into it you know what i'm saying absolutely like go hang out with people like most of these people that like i work with in the industry mm-hmm. like we might not hang out all the time but like we're friends or like we play video games together like shit like that don't just be one of those people who comes around like for gigs and shit like that you know yeah um absolutely number two would be invest in yourself save your money don't blow all your money on fly clothes and like (laughs) off-white shit because you just like if you're only djing i know that you can't afford an off-white shirt yeah that you know what i'm saying like that is the truth (laughs) so it's like dude just like (laughs) invest in your craft just like spend all that time that you would be doing or like that you would be out at clubs Mm -hmm. and doing shit spend that fucking learning yeah like learn how to play an instrument like and if you're not going to learn how to play an instrument, then learn how to play your DAW, bro, because that is an instrument. Like, you wouldn't go to a p- do a piano recital if you could only halfway play the piano. True. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, like, don't fucking think you know it all and not even know, like, half of Ableton. Because there's still shit, like, I'm figuring out to this day that's like, damn, Able can, Ableton can do that? And, like, I'll, like, accidentally click a tab and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And, like, I have to go YouTube it, you know? Yeah um totally so yeah invest in yourself knowledge be a real person Mm -hmm. um and actually do like get the ball rolling on your ideas Mm -hmm. you know because like drive not ambition the the one thing that um i wish that i would have done is like learned how to play piano like five years ago that's my biggest regret you know what i'm saying and like i look back on it and i'm like damn if i would have started then i'd be a fucking master pianist but i I probably wouldn't be like a master pianist yeah i would be very good at piano by now totally i gave up the guitar my parents had me doing it and i always tell them like you should have forced me exactly yeah yeah Yeah. um yes i mean do that and then like find a hobby too because Mm. i'm one of the people that like i really don't like to go outside and do shit (laughs) like (laughs) so my hobby is like playing video games and riding motorcycles you know what i'm saying like that's the only thing are good friends then yeah Yeah, so like that's the only thing i do because djing is a lifestyle bro like we said earlier like it's it's literally life incorporating like everything you do is gonna be about that you know Mm -hmm. so when you have a life style like that you need to find other things to do that you like to do but you can also like build you know a personality or like a brand with like 
I like motorcycles, video games, yeah. and spicy beats. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, dude, you're gonna get sponsored by somebody that's all those things, dude, or you're gonna make Ducati. Your oh fuck, Ducati. Yo, <laughs> that'd be sick. You got the plug, Ducati. Jesse, yeah, right? we'll find it. Send an email info at ducati.com. Sponsorship. <laughs> so, I pull up next year to the club in like a brand new uh, 1089. Dude, I can see you fucking pull up the towel. Oh shit, Apollo's here. Everybody fucking clear the way right now. Dude, I fucking. Man, I pulled up to towel on my motorcycle this last summer. And oh, that that's was, so it gangster. Was, it was Jesus. so Jesus. Yeah. I pull up on my Divi. <laughs> <laughs> What up? Any you guys know where a station is? Yeah. <laughs> Just like dude, that's what I've never that's what I've never understood about Divi bikes. They're always been scared to take one to actually go somewhere that I like yeah. have to be yeah. like, a, a time crunch for. Because it's like, <laughs> what if there's not a Divi station over yeah, there? Yeah. They get you. Yeah. It's a trick. Yeah. That's another episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's uh what's next for the rest of the year? You got New Year's Eve plans and what's going on in twenty twenty? Um Man, twenty twenty uh we already have a song release scheduled for 2020 i actually played the song last night yeah i heard it sick uh, supernova you said march yeah march hell yeah march i'm gonna try to get it pushed up okay Uh, the other artist on it has like a lot of songs that he's released in between then okay and i don't like sitting on songs so yeah and it's a banger so i'm like just get it out send it to me i want to play it um i will but um yeah releasing a lot of music um new year's eve we haven't locked anything in yet i'm hoping it's going to be out of country though we're in talks with the club right now um that would be that would be amazing to start my year in another country for sure um even though chicago is my home and like it was amazing to start it here last year i played tau last year and that was fucking insane actually me and nathan scott went back to back that night and they stayed open like an extra hour i think or like it was it was very fun very fun um and then yeah i think that's it just music releases so far and yeah new year's eve might be out of country where can people catch you in chicago consistently i mean um do you have a, a, a guaranteed residency yeah so right now um my only like my guaranteed weekly residency is i play at concrete every friday right, right. um and then electric hotel I play there like once or twice a month on Saturdays, mm-hmm. and then um, I play like Tao like once a month. So okay. I think those are, oh, and then, uh, yeah, I think those are the only places I play right now. Hell yeah, I man. Can't, I can't say anything else. Right okay. <laughs> well, God, I can't wait until we get off camera so I can figure out all the yeah. shit you got going uh, dude, on, dude, there's a sick gig coming up that I'm super excited for, but. That's awesome. People can find follow you. Me, follow me on Instagram. I was about to, find to say, out at, at Apollo XO, right? <laughs> yeah. No um, underscore anything. No underscore, no. Simplicity. No. Yeah. That's the key. And your real oh, name yeah, is Apollo. That's... People probably don't think yeah. that. Yeah. That's fucking legit. I'm Matt. So, <laughs> <laughs> he pulls up in a motorcycle named Apollo, and I pull up in a used Divi with a broken front wheel. Matt. But you know what? I got my lane. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to finish off by acknowledging you again, man. You've been just absolutely crushing it. I have a lot of respect for how humble you are, for how hardworking you are, and uh, I'm excited to see what the future holds for you, brother. Appreciate that, dude. Oh, yeah, Thanks man. for Thanks having for me. Doing this. Absolutely. Yeah, dude, she scares me, but I hate she that. She almost fucking got me in trouble. He was like, yeah, she's such a bad bitch.